think about the coming of the Savior and his interaction with mankind. Here we are in Luke chapter 2 this morning, and I want to read the passage again and just follow along with me. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same was a just and devout, uh, was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And he was, re- it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death, before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came, and he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up. Uh, him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles. Think about that. The Lord has come. You know, God's goodness have been to all people. God is good to everybody because God is good. It is his nature to be good. It is not just something that he, he does that the action is good. It is that God is good. And because of his person and because of his character traits and his attributes as God, he is good. He is good. God is good. But history, and history is his story. His story. And we look at history from perspective of God's word as believers, and we look back over history, and we see God's interaction with man. We see God working uh, in and through and among uh, peoples and nations and individuals. And uh, when we see that, his story, it has been given, uh, as we look up uh, the, the Bible, his story has been revealed to us from a perspective, from a focus that has been upon the nation of Israel. It is based on Israel and the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, if you would, being under the spotlight. Not that they are the only ones that had light, but they were right in that central focus point of that light. So the Jews were under the spotlight and the Gentiles were not in focus. That's not to say that there were not believers among the Gentiles and uh, to say that God did not work among them. He did. But the focus as we look through the Old Testament is all about what was God doing with this nation, this people group uh, called uh, the nation of Israel. And God did work among the Gentiles and light had been spread to them as well. But in in our text, we find that in that little town of Bethlehem, everything was about to change. The spotlight was going to shift from a little nation called Israel, a little small people group, to all the Gentiles. 
Aren't you glad? Stop and think about that. God in his sovereignty had a plan. And we look back at uh, the Old Testament and uh, when we look at the, the Gentiles, they are almost always viewed as the enemies of God's people. They're, they are sort of just in the shadows. They are extra. But nobody is extra. Everybody's an individual. But that spotlight of Scripture was pointing at the nation of Israel. And in our text, that focus was about to change. The Messiah is born. And God's people, the Jews, as a whole, are going to reject the Messiah. They are going to reject him as being their king. They're going to reject him as being their savior. And God is going to change his focus. The spotlight is about to shift. Have you ever had somebody hold a spotlight for you when you're trying to do some work? Deb, <laughs> why, why are you getting your finger out? <laughs> You're working on something and you need somebody to hold the spotlight and you have, you have uh, someone holding the spotlight and she has held the spotlight for me on many occasions. And, uh, and with that spotlight, uh, you know, you start looking around and, hey, I'm over here. Keep the spotlight right over here. Well, I heard something and, you know, and all of a sudden the light is everywhere else. Uh, and you, you need that light to be on what you're focusing on. But God has been focusing and everything is about to shift. And he is going from this small, tiny pinpoint, from a, a focal laser point light. Brother Jay keeps a a light, a laser with him oftentimes. And, and I'll see, all of a sudden, I'll see a little laser light pointing on the floor and the kids are chasing this little laser light, sort of like somebody would do with a cat. Uh, and uh, he, some people do it with a cat. He does it with his kids. And, uh, and so uh, they'll, be, they'll be chasing around this little light, but that little tiny pinpoint light, it doesn't illuminate to where you can really see a whole lot. It is just letting you see a, a, a pinpoint, a small fraction. But God, uh, when the Lord came in this little town of Bethlehem, when the Messiah was born, uh, Emmanuel, God with us, Everything changed. Everything changed. Look again with me at verse number 32. A light to lighten who? The Gentiles. That's us. A light to lighten the Gentiles. And the Savior came... And though he did come and he, he, focuses, he focuses much on the nation of Israel, God loves the world. God sent his son not just for the nation of Israel, God has sent his son for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the coming of the Savior, he came uh, as a light to lighten the Gentiles. And as that story 
of Israel has been given, it's been preserved, and it's been passed on, we see now the Gentiles being in the focal point. This is what would be called the church age or the time of the Gentiles. When you, when you think about from the cross to the, to the, the rapture, that, that period of time is the church age. And it is the time where the focus is going to be on the Gentiles. And God is going to shift that flashlight after the rapture back to the nation of Israel. But right now, that focus is on us. That focus is on all those who are outside that natural olive tree. It is the focus on those who are outside that commonwealth of Israel who did not have that lineage uh, of, uh, of, uh, uh, as a Hebrew person. And, uh, and God did not chose Israel to be saved. God chose Israel to work through. Every Hebrew person has to get saved just like every other person. Paul, he was, he was a Hebrew, uh, but with that, uh, he had to come to a place where he accepted Christ as his Savior. But now as we, we look, we see how that spotlight, that spotlight has been shifted. And it's going from one group of people to all people. It's going from those who have, ever, who have been in the shadows, now they're going to be in that central spotlight. Those who have looked on with special attention and wondering why they weren't included. How many of you have ever been outside that spotlight, sort of looking in on others that were included and feeling left out? That's a miserable place to be. But let me tell you, the Lord came, and you're in the spotlight. He came a light to lighten, a light to lighten. He wants us to be enlightened. He wants us to see. He wants us to have his attention. And the little baby, Jesus, he came. And as Simeon, this godly man, somebody that that had such a relationship with him that God said, you're not going to die until you see the Savior. Now he looks into this baby's face and he says, I have seen thy salvation. A light to lighten the Gentiles. And he's looking into the face of a baby named Jesus. And Jesus has come a light to lighten. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. May these thoughts and truths just uh, impact our life. May, 
may we sense and see your working in our life to bring us to a place. Uh, Lord, if salvation is that next step for us, I pray that we would, we would receive you. Lord, if uh, maybe it's someone who just does not see and sense uh, your love and care, I pray today uh, that that would change and that you would uh, help them see uh, the importance and their importance uh, that uh, you have placed on them. And so help us today, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. A light to lighten the Gentiles. And uh, when we think about the Savior's coming and as he came, uh, the, uh, the Lord's, Lord's birth, uh, it was to be that light to lighten uh, the nations uh, that were outside the commonwealth of Israel, the, uh, to lighten those Gentile people. And so I want you to see several things this morning. First of all, I want you to see that light reflects condition. Light reflects condition. And when you are looking and you want to see something, how many times will you grab your light? I am finding the older I get, Brother Tracy, that I have to keep doing this thing uh, right here. And I've got to turn this dumb thing on so I can see something. Is anybody else there with me? You find yourself doing this more and more, uh, and uh, you've got a light. Uh, I've got a light in about every vehicle. I've got a light in my office. I've got a light on my phone. There's, there's lights around us all the time. I walked into the auditorium this morning, uh, and, and we try to preserve, preserve the electricity and keep things down on, on cost and expense, and, uh, but I walked in the auditorium, and there's probably 30 people in here. And all the lights are off except for a couple, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the lights along the, 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 uh, uh, the eaves over here. Uh, and, and I'm looking, I'm like, man, turn the lights on. So I turn all the lights on, everything comes back on. Uh, and Steph goes, oh, you could have just left them all off. I'd have been happy uh, with the lights being off. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's just something about light. I like light. I like light. I like to be able to see. Uh, light, it, it helps everything, but light reveals, it, it reveals, a, it reflects a condition. You know, you turn the lights out, you can't see all the mess. You turn the lights out or the lights are dim. Uh, I don't know why ladies want to have the lights out when you're going to eat. I don't want to see what I'm putting, getting ready to put in my mouth. <laughs> and, but the light, it, it, it reflects a condition. And, and when we look at the light of the world, the Lord, his light, his coming, what did it do? It helped us see where we are. It helps us see. We have, we have mirrors in our house and uh, you go and you, uh, you get ready in the morning and you look at a mirror and, uh, and uh, you make sure your hair is combed. Uh, amen. Comb your hair, all right? Uh, and so you comb your hair and you make sure your, your clothes are all good. And, uh, and so uh, you look into that mirror and it's a reflection. And without the reflection, you don't know what your condition is. There have been times where I thought it was all good, but it wasn't. And what happens? This lady comes alongside and starts doing the same thing my mom did. And she doesn't do this. She doesn't lick, lick her thumb and put it on my face to get some. She licks her hand and she starts pulling my hair down. I got something maybe uh, sticking up on the side. Oh, you, you missed that. Uh, and, and here she is. 
Does anybody else, you have somebody do that to you? All right. Yeah, just nothing great about having somebody spit in your hair. But uh, anyway, uh, sometimes we, without that reflection, we don't know what the condition is. The Lord came to this earth to show us that we have need. You know, as a teenage boy, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't have, church wasn't a part of our life. I didn't grow up in church. I had no idea that I needed the Lord. No idea. What happened? When somebody confronted me with the gospel, all of a sudden there was a light that was shown on my condition. What was my condition? That I was lost. I, I was a sinner. I had no problem with that. I knew that that was the case. But I didn't ever even think about it. And because of that, I had no way to change something. The Lord coming, uh, his life, his willingness to come and being born as, as, a, uh, as a baby and becoming a man and, uh, and living and suffering and sacrificing his life for us and dying on the cross and raising that third day. Uh, that was all so we could see a need that we have for a Savior. A light to lighten. You know, we need the Lord in our life. We need the Lord in our life, not just for salvation, though that is the start. We need the Lord in our life to help show us where we're at. We need that truth. We need that light to show us the condition Secondly, I want you to see, or back, back up a little bit, uh, in uh, uh, Matthew 6, he said, uh, he said, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy light, thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And the Lord is, is drawing a parallel between the physical and the spiritual. Uh, and for us, we have to see spiritually if we're going to see our condition. Uh, and if we do not see our need for the Savior, how are we going to get saved? If we're not presented uh, and the, the light of the gospel doesn't go out, how is anybody going to see their need for salvation? How many of you are glad somebody told you that you were a sinner? I am. What was it? It wasn't, they weren't being critical. They weren't being judgy. They were just communicating to, to me the reality that, that there was a need that I had. I had a need of the Savior. And so that light, what does it do? The coming of the Savior, the light of Jesus, the light of truth, the light of God's revelation uh, of God to man in the form of God, in the person of Christ. That was all for us. Why? So we could we can uh, see our condition. Secondly, light reveals condemnation. Light reveals condemnation. There has to be an awareness of the need. There has to be consequences. You know, there are consequences for our actions. 
I hate shopping. I had to uh, um, run down uh, to the airport, pick somebody up on Friday, and I left the senior, uh, the senior, uh, that luncheon that we had, that Christmas party, and uh, and as I as I left, uh, I was heading down the road, and I went to plug in my my phone because it was about dead, and I recognized that that uh, my charger was in the van, and. The person flying in needed to be able to connect with me, tell me when they're there. I'm like, I can't let my phone die. So I went into Walmart. Ugh. Ugh. I go into Walmart and you head back and I'm in Yuba City and I go to that Walmart and I get to the very back where, uh, where the, uh, the electronics are at and I start looking for end caps because everything is under glass. Everything is under glass. I, and so I'm going just spot to spot to spot. There's one person working. There's like five people in line already. And she's the only one that can help you. So you have to wait in line till she finishes everybody else. And then she can leave everybody else in line and then goes to unlock whatever you need. And I'm like, I got to go. And so while I'm sitting there waiting in line, I make a comment about everything being under glass. And the guy was uh, next to me. was like, well, you know, the five finger discounts, they just, they, just, they just have to keep everything under lock and key. I said, no, they just need to prosecute the criminal. Well, you know, Walmart isn't really losing anything because they have so much money and they can afford. I said, no, 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 no. I said, so here I am. I'm having this conversation with somebody standing in line about why it's okay for them to have everything locked up, and the criminal that steals everything should not be uh, should not be responsible. What is wrong with this world? And as I'm and I'm sitting there, I. Finally, somebody else says, oh, I saw some cables over on this aisle. And so I took off over there, got out of line. Luckily, there were some cables over there. And I left the conversation, left, uh, grabbed, grabbed the cable and was gone. Uh, but, but you know what light does? Light reveals error. Light helps us see what needs to be fixed. And when we look at the light of Jesus' coming, the light, it brought condemnation. It started to reveal that there was sin that needed to be dealt with. Romans chapter number 5, uh, the Bible tells us uh, in verse number 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. What is it? The light came into the world to reveal to us that because of that sin nature, there was condemnation uh, that was tied to that. Uh, John three nineteen, And this is the condemnation that light uh, is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Uh, what did the light do? It revealed, it, it exposed the fact that uh, there was condemnation. It had to show the need. Uh, and if there was no need, for me to get saved, why would I get saved? If there were no consequences for my unbelief, why would I believe? 
If there was no difference between those who are believers and those who are unbelievers, why would somebody become a believer? The reality is that light has come. Why? Because, because the light came into the world and men chose darkness over the light. You know why? Because our deeds are evil. There are people that will come into the church and they will hear about Christ. They will hear about the, a place called hell and that God loves them, does not want them to go there. And they will choose to do nothing about accepting Christ because they know they'll have to change their life. Now, we don't get saved by changing our life. Salvation is a result of putting our faith in Christ. But if I get saved, my life is going to change. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And if I'm going to be a follower of Christ, then, then my life should change. See, light reveals that condemnation. Uh, the, the moral imperative is there uh, that presents a choice. And we have to make a choice what we're going to do with light. The darkness is already a reality. But what are we going to do with that light? And you cannot, you cannot just ignore the light. You have to do something with it. And we will choose either to accept it or reject it. We will choose to either accept Christ as our Savior or we will choose to reject him. The, the decision to do nothing is a decision. The decision to, to not make a decision is a decision to not accept Christ. Uh, and we have to recognize that. We cannot be, we cannot be neutral on this area uh, of Christ. And uh, light is going to, to reveal uh, the sin nature of man. And that's why light came into the world. Jesus came into this world. Uh, Romans 3.19. Now we know that whatsoever things uh, the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and that the world all the world may become guilty before God uh, the the law was not given to us to to get us to be a better people the law was given to us to show us that we are imperfect it, show, it was given to us to show us that we were guilty before God, that we had, we had broken his law. Uh, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Uh, and that's how we know uh, what sin is. It is a transgression of the law. And so uh, Christ's coming, uh, he came as light. Why? To condemn the, the darkness, to show uh, the need, Ephesians 5, verse 13, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God 
uh, who is the image of God should shine unto them. Uh, and we, we just see that uh, the light it was come uh, to show, to, to reveal uh, that, uh, that darkness. So light reflects condition. Light reveals condemnation. But thirdly, light restores connection. Light restores connection. How many of you this last week lost power? There were a lot of people, this area, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, power went out and it was uh, different grids and whatnot. And so power went out and, uh, but with that, isn't it nice when it comes back on? And that connection is restored. You know what the Lord did? He came to restore a connection with God. He came to, that light was to reveal and to restore that connection. Uh, Romans 5, 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Without the light, without the Lord, there is no peace with God. People will tell me, yeah, preacher, God and me, we're just like that. And you hear that so often by people that have no testimony of a relationship with Christ. You know, just because we say something does not make it a reality. Doesn't that ring true with our politicians? They keep saying it, but it doesn't make it a reality. But here we find that that light, the Lord, he came to give us peace with God. He came to restore that relationship that was broken. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. You see, Christ came. Simeon is holding baby Jesus in his, in his arms here. And he's looking into the face of a newborn child. And as he looks into this face, he says, you are a light to lighten the Gentiles. You are the one that is going to bring light to all those who have been in the shadows. All those who have have enjoyed some light because of the focus that was on Israel, but, but now the focus is on you. And he came as a light to lighten the Gentiles. That's us. Now, have you accepted and received the light? Are you helping Light, the light for the Gentiles. What are we doing to help other Gentiles, to help other people recognize that they are in darkness? I didn't know that I was in darkness. 
I had zero spiritual perception. I had no understanding about the things of God. I had no understanding. I knew Jesus came. That was something that I knew academically. I mean, I'd seen the Christmas, I had seen Christmas stories, and I had, I had seen the manger and uh, the, uh, uh, what do we call this thing? Nativity scene. I, I had seen, I can't, even, I can't even say what they are. I had seen these things before, uh, but they had zero meaning to me. But what it represents now has meaning. You know why? Because it wasn't just that he came, it became personal. There was a time where not only did he love the world, he loved me. Not only did he come to save sinners, he came to save this sinner. And here what we find is we find that the Savior came. A light to lighten the Gentiles. You know what? That light's supposed to be shining today. Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But he's left. You know who's to be that light right now? It's us. We are to share the light of the gospel with other people. We are to tell people about Jesus. We're to tell people about the Savior that came. We are to be uh, ones that are being a part of that. Uh, But uh, here, when we look at it, it needs to be personal. But as many as received him to them, gave me power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. See that light it restores connection. First John 1, 7, he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. There is, there is a relationship that the light brings. A relationship with God, but also a relationship with others. He restores connection. The light restores connection. Now, this Christmas, the light that has come to this earth, he, he is still needed by millions of people. There are still people that we know, friends, family, co-workers, they need Christ. And he came, that little baby, he came to be a light to lighten the Gentiles. And he was talking about salvation. He was talking about the Gentiles becoming his children. We are all, I used to think that everybody was God's child. We are all God's creation. But we're not all God's children. We become a child of God when we receive him personally. That's when he said, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. A light to lighten. I'm so thankful that he came. I'm so thankful that his light has hit my life. 
And that's what we should want for everybody. We should want others to know Christ. We should want that light to extend to them. Have you ever had a light that was just too dim? We went over to Coates' house the other night and the power was out. And we went in and so uh, we grabbed our phones, we got light. Well, we grabbed our phones and grabbed light. They grabbed their phones and were flipping around. And No. <laughs> They didn't even know that there was a light on their phone, all right? Uh, and so, anyway, they go in. They're looking for candles. Different generation. Deb goes in, she's looking for lights. And with those lights, grabbed a flashlight on one location, and batteries were dead. Went to another one, and... It was so dim, you could barely, I mean, you could, couldn't see anything with it. We had to find the battery, the source to get that light. You know, without, without having the Lord, that light is dim. We are, we are in darkness. This world is the way it is because it doesn't have Christ. All the evil that goes on all the terrible things, Christ will change that. Amen. He'll change it in our life. And the more people that we can get to share the gospel with, for them, what will happen is that light will change their life as well. A light to lighten. Now, let me ask you, are you saved this morning? You saved? Knowledge is not enough. Bible says, thou believest in God, thou doest well. The devils believe and tremble. Just an acknowledgement that God exists is not enough. The devils believe that. They're going to be in hell. It comes down to have we received him? Have we been born again? If we've not been born again, we need to get born again. If we are born again, let's let his light shine through us. Why? So other people can see. So other people can see there's something different over there. You know what happens? They want to be in that light too. Now, there are some that are going to repel. And they're going to say, I don't want anything to do with that light. And that is the case. But there are going to be people that say, that's exactly what I'm missing. But we have to be a part of lightning. And the Lord was a light to lighten the Gentiles. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being willing to come. Uh, and Lord, help us uh, not only to have received you ourselves, but help us to point others to you as well. And Lord, I don't know the condition of each person's heart this morning, but you do, and they do. And Lord, if there's not been a time where they have personally received you as their Savior. I pray today that they would put their faith in you. 
For those that are saved, I pray that we would submit ourselves and grow in our faith and help us, Lord, to be able to be a light for others. And so I pray that you'd work in this invitation. Speak to hearts, please, for Christ's sake. Amen.